Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about the Master of Spirits as I comment on a passage from Mark chapter 5. Let's begin by reading Mark 5 verses 1 through 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. You know, sometimes we lose what pilots call situational awareness. That is, we just forget the situation that we're in and we lose sight of reality. That's the way it was for a man I recently heard about who owned five dogs. And to keep them in his yard, he installed an invisible fence. Now, an invisible fence is a wire buried in the ground around the boundaries of a property. And the wire emits a signal that can be received by a collar worn by the dog. This is a shock collar. And when the dog crosses the wire, it gets a mild shock and it's unpleasant and the dog doesn't cross the wire anymore. Now, this invisible fence proved very effective except when the man lost situational awareness. Once he was taking his dogs to the vet and he forgot to turn the fence off before he backed out of the driveway. <laughs> the dogs found that to be a shocking experience. Of course, they say what goes around comes around and so it proved for this dog owner the next time he lost situational awareness. He called a man to come to his house to groom his five dogs and to do this, the man uh, who owned the dogs had to take the shock collars off of them while he was they were being groomed. And while he was holding them in his hands, he thought he'd go check his mailbox. The five shock collars activated the second he crossed the wire and reminded him of his mistake. He lost situational awareness. But we too make a mistake when we forget. When we would forget that we are at war. Now I'm not referring to the war on terrorism or some overseas war. I'm talking about a war that has been raging since before time began. It's a spiritual war. As Paul said in Ephesians 6, 10-13, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Humans struggle to overcome natural challenges, and we are unable, totally unable, to fight in the supernatural realm. 
We are blessed, however, to know someone who not only can fight these supernatural battles, but win them also every time. We have a champion, and that champion is Jesus Christ. We see Him working in this realm today. At the beginning of Mark 5, Jesus and His disciples were confronted by a fearsome spirit. This man was being used of Satan to strike fear in the hearts of men. People are afraid of Satan's power as a supernatural being, and we're also afraid of his evil nature. Because we can't see him, we're even more afraid of him. Truth be told, however, much of this fear is unnecessary for Christians. We regularly confuse the facts with fiction. We have been conditioned by Hollywood horror productions. We have been deceived by hyped, lurid tales of Satan worship. And most of these things are false or simply misleading. At the same time, however, we should not discount Satan's existence. He does exist, and he is evil, and he is powerful, and we ignore that reality at our own risk. But we should also not make light of evil the way people do during Halloween and other cultural events which seem to celebrate evil. If we look at the subject of this story, we'll see Satan at work. He had destroyed this man's life. He had totally destroyed this man's life. And this man was living in a living hell. But next we see a freeing spirit. We saw a fearsome spirit, but now we see a freeing spirit in verses 6 through 13. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou... Uh, torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send him away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we might enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. So what happened when this man with these demons in him saw Jesus? He immediately ran and worshipped Jesus. He begged Jesus for help. Now, this is an object lesson for us as well. When we are tempted or oppressed by the devil, we should do the same. We should turn to Jesus and ask him for his help. Now, Jesus, of course, knew exactly with whom he was dealing. The spiritual world is not hidden to Jesus. Satan had opposed God to his face on many occasions, and Jesus himself had recently been confronted by Satan also. And the demons knew who Jesus was as well, and they reacted with fear. But how did Jesus react to this confrontation? Jesus acted to free the man from this horrendous life situation that he was in. Satan had oppressed him, but Jesus released him. Jesus even prevented the spirits from going into another person. And the man ended up dressed and in his right mind. This was a complete job. No plea bargain was accepted. The guilty were prevented from hurting anyone else, and a complete restoration of the man was realized. In this way, Jesus showed his complete mastery over the demons and the spiritual forces of evil. Well, 
We, ha- we see Jesus was a freeing spirit, but the people around him had a fearful spirit. As we read in verses 14 through 17, this dynamic event caused a mixture of reactions. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. Now, no one who meets with Jesus goes away unchanged. The townspeople reacted one way, and the former demoniac reacted in an entirely different manner. The townspeople reacted with a fearful spirit. They seemed to believe in the saying, better the devil you know than the one you don't. They did not know this Jesus. And they rejected his power because of their fear. They would rather have had the devil that they knew than someone that didn't understand at all. Even today, people are afraid of the power of Jesus in their lives. They're afraid to attend attend church. They are afraid to release control of their lives to Jesus. They are afraid to risk on the behalf of God. Uh, We even give Jesus our broken lives to men, but then we try to snatch them back like a child snatching back a broken toy from a parent. Contrast that spirit of fear with the new spirit possessed by the man who was formerly possessed by the demons. He had a follower's spirit. Not a fearful spirit, but a follower's spirit. As mentioned above, no one who meets Jesus goes away unchanged. We need to see finally how this man's spirit was transformed. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with a demon prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to, to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things that Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. The Bible tells us of many people whose lives were transformed by meeting Jesus. This man was released from demons. Others were released from physical illness. Lazarus was released from death. Many others have been released from their sin. When our lives are changed by Christ, how should we respond? Well, our best response is gratefulness. We should be grateful about what Jesus has done for us. Now, sometimes this does not happen. Jesus himself uh, healed ten lepers once, and only one returned to him. But it always should happen. Although we can never repay Jesus, we should be grateful to him. And the best way to show that we are grateful is to follow him, and to obey him, and be witnesses for him. This is what the former demoniac did. And this story ends with an example of what happens when we develop a follower spirit. People hear about Jesus and the power of God impacts their lives. People's lives are changed and abundant life in Christ happens. So in conclusion, when Jesus sent out the 12 and then the 70, they came back to him proclaiming that even the demons were subject to us. 
because they followed Christ and ministered in his name, they saw firsthand that Jesus is the master of spirits, and he still is today. If you're beset by spiritual oppression, you can turn to him, and he will release you. Then, when you are released by the power of God, you have the privilege and responsibility to help others be released also. Have you experienced the spiritual power of Jesus? If not, you can today, if you seek it. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett. Thank you.